You're listening to Lando and Lexi. With Lando? And Lexi. So, Alandra, I asked you to pick a few topics that we would cover today. Um, and you said Windows. But before we get into that, I just want to confirm. You're wearing headphones, right? I am wearing headphones, yep. Okay, you're the best. Tell me about Windows. Because I don't know if you mean like Windows, the computer software, or Windows, like like the things you look through or what. Okay. Fill me in. So, okay, now that you say Windows computer software, you're making me think of, like, their classic background screen that they have, which reminds me, um, mom wanted to take a picture of a flax field because there's one actually really close up here, but it was out of bloom when we got there. Oh. But driving on the highway, seeing all the wind roll through all all of the grain and stuff that's growing was super cool it that reminded me of the windows screen that they have anyways that's not that's not what i mean by windows though you totally just got me off topic <laughs> i broke one of the windows in my van and i also figured out how to open one of the windows in my van is it the same window no <laughs> so the window one of the windows that I have on my sliding door, I have been opening it and then closing it at night just to get some air flowing in my van that's not coming from up top because my hood vent um, doesn't, it doesn't really bring in a lot of cool air unless it's on. So I would open up the one on my sliding door to let in a little bit more cold air. Well, the other night I was having troubles closing it. And it was really sticking. I was like, that's weird because I've never had problems with it before. Um, Turns out my window has actually started slanting and the glass has started falling out of its frame. Oh. And I realized that yesterday. And so I opened it and mom and I tried to push it back in. Daryl was able to get it pushed back in a little bit more and then we closed it. So I can't use that window anymore. So I was looking because I have a window by my table that opens and it has a screen on it. I have no idea how to open that. Then I noticed, oh, I have a window above my sliding door that has a screen on it. So I went to go figure out how to open it and I figured it out. And so now I have an extra window that doesn't let any bugs in, but it lets air in so I can cool off my van because it's been getting really, really hot, which is kind of nice because today's a nice windy day. So all the wind is blowing in through that window that is super nice yeah that's what i mean by windows um and okay so so you (laughs) that that was not at all what i was expecting although okay to be fair i don't know what i was expecting you just said windows and i was (laughs) like i guess i'll find out when we talk um so okay that's pretty cool well my life hasn't really been that exciting recently that's probably one of the most exciting things that has happened (laughs) well i guess i guess that's nice at least now that you have uh this opening window so it has a screen on it yeah so it has a screen on it so no bugs will get in which is nice because leaving the other window open a whole ton of mosquitoes and spiders would get in right so every night i would have to go around and i had i had to kill all of them before i went to bed right right is it pretty buggy up there right now it is the mosquitoes are very very bad we've been bathing in afterbite because we're just all so itchy i have not seen a single mosquito all summer really yeah like they're just not here we have swarms of them at the beginning of summer we could go into the forest and not be worried about getting bit by a mosquito and now you stay out of the forest you stay out of the garden you stay You stay away from the front door. If we're going out the front door, you close it, you run. You get out of there real fast because they're just swarming. Wow. Everywhere. Yeah, that's bad. Um, Yeah, holy cow. Uh, Yeah, we haven't had any mosquitoes here, but we do have like these huge wasps, or at least I think they're wasps. And when I say huge, I mean like the size of my thumb, like they're massive. And they're only out like in the middle of the day. They come out around 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. And then they're away usually by 7. They're all all tucked away for the night. But yeah, man, they're... Uh, oof, oof. So if I don't like bugs. 
I do not like bugs. Okay, so you don't like bugs, but here you are wanting to move to another country. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I want... So what's your reasoning for that? Well, okay. Well, I don't think New Zealand has that many bugs, from what I understand. Um, also, um, I just think it'd be awesome. Like, I, I already live in a different country, right? So I'm already having the experience of living away from home. Um, but you're still technically on the same continent. It's not, like, that far away, right? Right, right. I, I'm on the same continent, you know, like, I'm not far from home. Um, you know, I could be... I could be back at dad's house for dinner tonight, right? I don't know. Like, I I feel like I've taken this one step out of my comfort zone. I went to the U.S., which is um, very much at least, you know, as far as people go, very similar to Canada. Um, and, and with just some slight differences that it's not hard to get used to, right? Um, obviously, I miss home, and I think, you know, Canada is home, but at the same time, um, there's so much out there that I think it would be awesome to just like, I don't know, pack up and, and move. And I don't know, like if I would stay there forever or if it would just be kind of a go have a cool experience, you know, and then go home. But I don't know. I, I just feel like, why not, right? Yeah. I, I feel like I've, you know, gotten this far out of my comfort zone. Why don't, why don't I keep going, right? Why don't I move further outside of it and really go and experience something amazing? Yeah, and which the nice thing about that is that the, if you go onto the Canadian government website, you can look up... Um, different visas that you can get so like I've looked into going to a whole ton of places and um, some places have restrictions like you can get a holiday visa which allow you to be in the country for a year but you can only work for six months or whatever or um, like there's other restrictions on there but there's a whole ton of countries that you can apply to do like a holiday visa and still be able to get a job to make money over there too and so I think that would be cool because uh, as far as I understand you can only apply for it once and you can only do it once before like until you have to like apply for a different kind of visa right go like get a, a full-time proper job offer and you know, get your permanent residence status or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think um, what I'd probably do, because I guess, I guess New Zealand, and I, pick, I picked New Zealand because I know great grandma and grandpa really liked it and it just seems like a nice place. Um, I already have a couple friends there. You know, I think it'd be cool, right? Um, and... And I, I was looking at all of their stuff, and they have a ton of job listings for teachers, including social studies teachers. Um, I would, I'd have to like go through the process and make sure that my credentials would, would fit, right? And that I could go. Um, but yeah, like I'd have to obviously meet certain criteria, but then, then I can go and I can, you know, apply to become a permanent resident, um, stay there at least for a little bit, uh, learn from the culture, learn from the people. And I just, I, I've kind of caught the travel bug. I remember when I first took an airplane trip, um, this was three, four, I think three, three years ago or three and a half years ago or something like that. And I take this airplane to come and see uh, Jerrica and Ryan, our older sister and her husband, um, see their graduation from university. And it was a small trip. And I remember Rob Lowe, um, the owner of Around the Bend, um, he, he told me, he says, yeah, I think you'll catch the travel bug. Like, I think once 
you go, Alex. You're gonna you're gonna love it, and you're gonna just need to do more of it. And I flew to Idaho. Like <laughs> I didn't go anywhere new, but flying on a plane and you know just having that feeling of like I'm just somewhere else, right? Um, I feel that. I get that. Yeah, it's satisfying, right? Yeah. Well, and I have that same like because I went. The first time I went on a plane was like almost four years ago, three, four years ago. Was that? And that's when I went. Yeah, that's when I went down to Miami, and then I went on a cruise, and that that was like a ton of firsts because I've, uh, one, I've never been on that side of the continent. Like I've like I've been to California before, and like over on that side, like straight south of Alberta, pretty much. Mm But I've never been like I haven't even been on that on that side of the country for Canada. So like traveling with there was kind of exciting because it was a first it was the first time going on a plane. It was the first time going east. It's like the first time doing a lot of things. And I loved I loved flying on a plane. I loved Miami questionable about their driving but you know not judging (laughs) i i feel like that's you know every everywhere you go you're like oh i don't like the way you drive well i mean they have signs at uh, train tracks saying that it's like a certain amount of fine if you park on the tracks people still park on the tracks like they like stop on the train tracks i'm like okay awesome you're either gonna get a fine or you're gonna die cool but you know whatever yeah that's that's super dangerous. I'm glad I wasn't the one driving down there because I definitely would have had a heart attack. I was the passenger and I was still freaking out. But anyways, but then like everybody's so like everybody was so friendly with the cruise, like on the cruise, all the workers so friendly. Like I definitely I've wanted to take a cruise again, but it's been a matter of time and money. Like I haven't had a time I haven't had time to go and I haven't had the money to go either. It's it's tough because you want to go. And like we've talked about before, you've spent so much time working and stuff. Now you're living in your van and we've talked about now you're able to go other places and stuff. And I think it'll be really good for you as you continue living in your van and, and um, you know, taking that summer to do that, um, that you'll be able to go and check things out that you'll be able to go visit other places that you you know otherwise wouldn't have been able to visit right and um yeah i just think you know i I think you're going to be able to continue enjoying it and and continue finding that satisfaction in it and of course that's like an exploration more of your country right because you can't drive to europe um and but to see that and to see those things because i i've never been as far east as you have been right i've never seen the great lakes people all the time they're like oh oh i've been to canada yeah we went to niagara falls i'm like rad i've never been right and i think neither have i yeah exactly like there are so many things around us to check out and I just want to see it all, right? If I can go and live in New Zealand, whether I settle there or not, if I can go and live there for a little bit, work, contribute to their economy and learn what I can from them. I also would love to live in Europe or take some time and live in Asia and um, learn other languages and study and develop as an individual. I just think, you know, nothing would be more amazing than that. Yeah, and the and that's the thing right now with COVID, it, you can't really do all that much traveling, but you can travel in your own country. Like there's no unless a state or like a province has like a specific um like oh you can't come visit us rules. You're still free to travel around as long as like as long as you're not sick, right? Yeah, you can still go and see a few things obviously you know be cautious and be aware 
but you can still go and have have these experiences and and learn new things. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's a great time to stay close to home. Maybe you don't need to fly far away to see something amazing. Um, and just, you know, stick around the things that that are close to you and and check out those those spots, right? Um, I think I think that's huge. I think that's amazing. Uh, but speaking of going places, I don't want to spend this whole time um, talking about vacations and trips and moving to other countries. I'm sure hopefully once this is all over, we can do that and talk more about it. But uh, fill me in. You wanted to talk about books. Any You mentioned last time, I think I might have cut this from, from the episode, which we'll talk about in a second here. But um, you you mentioned you wanted to talk about books. Fill me in. What about books? So, um, as I said last time, I had already finished about three books, which for me, taking, like, it's August and finishing three books since summer started, that's very slow for me. But um, I just, I finished one book Saturday and then I finished another book yesterday, and I have 100 pages left in another book, which I'll probably finish today, and that's more of the speed that I read. I kind of, I kind of read a book every other day. The only reason why I finished um, the one so quickly yesterday was because I read most of it the day before after I finished the previous book. As I was um, grabbing my book that I'm almost done now, I think, you know, it would really be useful if I just had all of these on a tablet. Did you buy a Kindle? I didn't buy a Kindle, but I'm like, I'm seriously thinking about it because um, if I had a Kindle, I wouldn't have had to get up, walk out to my van grab another book and then go sit back down again somewhere and so it just made me think I was like I have a lot of books in my storage unit but here I could just put them on a kindle and I could have it with me all the time and I was I was reading one of the back pages in the book and it's it says available on e-readers I was like oh perfect now you can buy it twice. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I was thinking, well, if I get a if I get a Kindle, then I would sell all of my books and use the little money that I would make from them to buy all of them back on the Kindle. Well, isn't there like like something you can get where you can um like get unlimited books for the Kindle? Isn't that like uh, some subscription you can get yeah there's a kindle unlimited subscription it's like 10 bucks a month right now because i pay for amazon prime i do get a, a free book subscription with them um i haven't perused a lot on what they offer on there but there's like there's a lot of different sub- book subscriptions that you can get they yeah, yeah, we were, and I, I do think I actually did cut this, um, but yeah, we, we were talking last time about how, you know, you, you have all these books, but books take up so much space, or you can have them all on an e-reader, right? I mean, I have an Audible subscription, and if I had the books in physical copy, it take up so much more space, especially since. Like I got the unabridged uh, version of Les Mis, as well as uh, the Alexander Hamilton biography. I have no idea how many pages it is, but this will give you an idea. Uh, Les Mis is a 60-hour audiobook. And so (laughs) I'm like, that would take up a lot of space. And it's divided, like the book is so long that it's divided into parts, right? Um, So I'm very... I'm very interested to listen to it. Um, But yeah, exactly. Like it saves so much space just having a digital copy. There are some books that I do like having a physical copy of um, because then I can make notes and highlight things and easily flip through and find 
find quotes that I like and stuff, right? Um, but of course, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily married to physical copies because sometimes it's just nice to get that information. Um, but uh, tell me, what are you what are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading. Actually, it's funny because this book I started uh, two years ago in February. So I bought it while we were in California. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's called This Mortal Coil. And so I kind of find it funny because they are they are fighting a virus that is highly infectious. And you have three, there's like three stages to it. And the last stage is um, death. But this death is not like any ordinary death. You basically explode and turn into a huge cloud of bodily fluids, I guess you would say. Oh, okay. Then you be and then the virus is like airborne and then it can move and if you get like if you get any of the cloud like on you or anything, you're infected. Okay, interesting. Everybody is kind of mixed with bionics and so everybody has a little tablet thing on their arms that they can download apps and stuff so um you can control the way you look by it one girl had modified so she had the mane of a lion and so you can just do different different things like that would you would you have lion hair no i already have lion hair <laughs> that's kind of true actually that's totally true <laughs> That's why I keep it long. Otherwise, it's poofy and all over the place. You should, yeah, you should dress up as a lion for Halloween or something sometime. That'd be funny. No, thank you. I like my hair too much to do that. (laughs) Okay, fine. This book, it's just an interesting, like, concept because it's, um, it's, kind of if you've ever read like the Hunger Games or like the Divergent series it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic dystopian society book but they're fighting a virus instead of more so fighting each other is it is it good like is it good so far I I do quite enjoy it so when people die do they have to like put them in a like a room where they can blow up safely without infecting other people um no so basically there's people in bunkers and so it's kind of like district 13 they're very very far underground okay and they have like a safety perimeter that they've made around to keep the infected people away from them gotcha okay okay so they just kind of send the infected people out into the wild to die. Yep, pretty much. Delightful. That is so nice of them. Well, there's no cure and there's nothing they can do about it. So Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. Um it's so funny to me cuz um you know Bryce, our brother, right? No. We have a brother named Bryce? Uh <laughs> We do. We do in fact. Yeah. Yes. Um, So I was on the phone with him this morning and I suggested to him that maybe this maybe this is a good transition to our next uh, topic of podcasts. Um, But I suggested to Bryce that uh, that for our podcast, we read uh, some novels um, and and some novels that are particularly useful to the western canon of literature and philosophy right so uh a couple that i have in mind are aldous huxley's brave new world and orwell's 1984 right those are great books i i really enjoy them i'm reading 1984 right now and they have a lot of philosophical as well as literary value and I suggested that to him, and he's like, you're asking me to read a fiction book. So I just thought it was funny how this morning I had a conversation with Bryce about how averse he is to reading fiction. And then I'm sitting here with you, and you just read a ton of fiction. Like, you just consume it. And 
I, uh, yeah, I just thought it was so f- funny. That's my way of getting away. Right, right. You know, like, that's that's my way of, like, going somewhere else without actually, like, going anywhere, right? Yeah. Um. But I think those books that you got, that you, like, suggested you guys read are really good books mm-hmm. to read. I haven't read them, but they were on a reading list that we were, um, that we had to choose from in grade 12 or that different grade 12 English classes were doing. Anyways, my class read uh, Fahrenheit 451, is it? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So we we read that one and I, and I quite enjoyed that one because that one's about burning books. I did notice that they made a movie about that and I do I do want to watch the movie because I think it would be interesting to see how they made the mo- the book into a movie if they stuck close to the book or if they just kind of just based it off the idea of it. Yeah, I I know nothing about the book or the movie or yeah, in in high school, I remember we read a book called The Chrysalids. Can't say that I read it though, um, but our our class did, and we talked about it. Um, something about mutant powers and uh, Australia was safe. That's what I remember. But yeah, I think those those things have value, and I that's why I suggested that Bryce and I include things like that in our uh podcast right in in the old goal of truth um because yeah like though those have contributed so much to our uh culture and society and the way we see the world and how we interpret things right yeah which how is your guys's podcast going do you um are you guys like enjoying that we're quitting we're quitting it it's over it's done it's it's totally finished. Why? Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're we're still doing it. We're really enjoying it. At least I am. Bryce tells me he's enjoying it, but I can't be inside his brain. I imagine he is. Um, it's been really good because each each season we take a different philosophical piece. Uh, the first season we did uh, the Last Days of Socrates by Plato and. This season, we're doing Nicomachean Ethics by Aristotle, and um, obviously, currently, we're sticking kind of with the Western canon, but I do want to uh, read other things like the uh, Bhagavad Gita, I think, is Bhagavad Gita, I think is how you you say it, but people usually just say the Gita. Um, I'd like to study the Epic of Gilgamesh, right? Like, other things that are kind of outside that standard, oh, we have the Greeks, and then we have the Romans, and then we have um, these the these other philosophers from the European tradition, and then the American philosophers, right? I, I'd like to branch outward from there and, and dive into these other cultures. But yeah, it's going really, really well, actually. We have some good discussions. We've decided to integrate a component of um, physical health check-in, as well as goals, as well as uh, mental health, and and it's been an interesting experience to to work on this project with Bryce. I feel hugely benefited by it. Uh, it helps keep me accountable, and it's also a fun project that I get to do with with my brother. Basically, I'm trying to get all the, the whole family into podcasts. Well, you've got half of them. Yeah, I'm getting there slowly but surely. I, uh, yeah, event- eventually I'll uh, I'll get everybody else too. But yeah, right right now I'll 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 take what I've got. I really enjoy it. Like for me personally, I feel like it's you know allows me to maintain a bit like a bit more of a relationship with everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it it's it's just nice it's it's really really nice for me are you enjoying podcasting with me i am i 
definitely I think if um I listen to our first few I sound awkward and weird yeah I yeah it, podcasting takes a lot to get used to do you feel like you're you're getting more comfortable I mean we've been doing this a year and a half definitely very non-committally um but do you, do you feel like you're improving? I definitely feel like I'm getting more comfortable uh, with it. And I think it helps better that you're not around. And we're just um, like I'm recording my part on my computer and you're recording your part. And we're talking on the phone. Because then you're not making weird faces at me. What? I feel like that's part of the fun. I, I think that was the hardest part when starting off was... You would make weird faces at me and it would just be more awkward because here I am talking into a mic while having a conversation with my brother. Like it wasn't, it wasn't overly, um, like it, I felt like it didn't flow very well before. Do you, you feel like it was awkward because we were in the same room, because we were sitting right there, right together, um, and like there wasn't an audience or anything whereas now it just feels like a phone call where we're just chatting back and forth about stuff a little bit yeah like I think um it was nice to kind of have you there when I was starting podcasting oh hold on yeah I will but you were saying about um yeah about being in person and stuff and how it's different yeah and and I think after being on my wax museum with you, that made it a little bit better because we we had recorded a few times before that. We were just starting with Alex. Can you hear that really badly? I I can I can hear it. Oh, hold on. So and I I think being on my wax museum really kind of helped me. Um, being okay talking into a mic and doing a podcast, which after you posted my wax museum, Denise messaged me and she said, I have a really nice voice. Oh, that's nice. And she said that I should become a radio announcer. Really? The The funny thing is, is that I actually thought about doing that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I guess you're doing a podcast now, which is kind of like talk radio. That's that's a really nice compliment. Yeah. So, and that that's the thing. I got to be honest. I haven't listened to any of the podcasts that I have been in. So, I haven't listened to, yeah, like, I think I listened to, like, some of the first Alex. But then I was like, no, I hate my voice. Shut it off. I'm done. Like, I just, I didn't want to listen to it. And so, I didn't actually listen. I don't actually listen to our show at all after we record it because I just don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. I like I don't like the sound of of my voice. I don't think anybody likes the sound of their voice, but um I do like I've gotten used to it when editing that it just sounds like a different person. Like I think of it as a a different human being. Uh, who's not me that I'm just editing the audio for right yeah um, and then and then also when when I listen to podcasts I play it on double speed right and so it just sounds totally different anyways right so I don't I don't have to to worry quite as much which is really really nice you gotta think about people who who do voice acting as like a career like I do I do know that um, my friend she did a project in school about Johnny Depp and he's never actually seen any of the movies that he's been in yeah crazy right yeah and so so you just gotta think like is it the same with voice actors like do voice actors not watch like not watch what they've been in if they don't like their voice in it or whatever like it's it's kind of question of like do people not actually like do famous people not actually watch what they make because one they've made it and two they may hate how they look in it yeah i i think i think everybody has that kind of feeling right like we just don't 
we just get uncomfortable with that. Um, but I think eventually you get so desensitized to it. Let's switch topics. Thank you. I was trying that whole time to switch topics. What? All you all you have to do is be like, okay, now we're going to talk about Star versus the forces of evil. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, I was I was trying to um, subtly switch topics there, but that's fine. You don't need to be subtle. You don't need to be subtle. Just jump for it. Just go for it. Okay, okay, fill, fill me in. I suggested, I said that I wanted to talk about Star versus the forces of evil. And then you also decided to choose that as your third topic. So we're just going to um, just for the rest of the conversation, talk about it. Um, and uh, yeah, fill, okay, fill me in on your thoughts on the show. We've kind of mentioned it briefly. I said that I would watch it. And I've now, I think I've watched four episodes of it. Yay! Uh, tell me briefly about your experience with the show. Okay, so I've watched it all the way through already. And I've actually started watching it with the little girls. And they absolutely love it. We are about f four or five episodes in, I think. And they just think it's so funny. It is it is really funny and watching it, I know that the little girls would like it. By the way, um, for people listening, when we when we refer to the little girls, we're talking about our three youngest uh, sisters who they're not really little anymore, but that's that's their that that's their identifying term. We have the big kids, which is Jerica, Alex, Alandra, and Bryce. And then we have the little girls, uh, which are the last three kids in the family. Um, so, yeah, I, I figured that it's something that they would enjoy. Um, Star kind of has like the same personality as Amara, you know, that blonde, very excited, you know, very cute and, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, very, you know, wacky. Um, crazy, whimsical. Kind of kind of personality uh, so I've really enjoyed that um she's really funny there was one quote that um Marco Marco's the boy's name right Marco Diaz is that his name yeah uh, Marco Diaz I I love him at the beginning of one of the episodes I watched he he says like it's a cold open I think is it just starts with I like hoodies and I like the color red so I bought 12 of them and so <laughs> And I just thought it was so funny because it's just like, you know, it's kind of almost like a nod to, yes, he will be wearing the same thing in every episode. Uh, it's just such like, yeah, because in cartoons you have you have that. So it's just one of those meta jokes that, you know, gives more enjoyment for the adults who can kind of catch on the little the little things that they're nudging at yeah and it's also funny that they that they put that in there too because yes he does wear the same red hoodie in every episode but there's one episode where it gets completely destroyed it kind of tells you like because it got wrecked in this one scene but then like later on you see him wearing it again it just shows oh wait yeah no he has extras like that's not his only red hoodie that looks the same as every other red hoodie. Right, right. And of course, why would it be? He likes red. He likes hoodies. So he bought 12 of them, which I was thinking, that's a lot of hoodies. Well, I mean, when you have to live with Star, <laughs> you got to have lots of hoodies. Y yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've really enjoyed it just because it's wacky. It's kooky. Um, I'm sure that I'll finish it eventually um but i'm not really i don't know it's not really a show that that i would binge it's kind of a i'll put this on in the background while i work on other things kind of thing do you know what i mean yeah which i mean the show you kind of do have to watch it and like pay attention a little bit otherwise you miss some things yeah and i i remember you mentioning to me before that like there are a lot of details that will come up later 
and that that are important yeah and i i find the show starts off really like really wacky funny whimsical and then it kind of takes a more serious turn later on with still being wacky and whimsical too right do you think that that's in part because like similar to what happened with my little pony how they realized that oh there's an older audience watching this too and then they kind of slowly started to cater a little bit more to that i'm not sure um because this show isn't um like i think it's over well i'm yeah it is over it ended but let me let me look it up real quick and see when it was made so yeah it came out in 2015 and it ended last year the episodes are 20 so i don't i don't think it really had the chance for adults to pick it up like i've not i never heard of it until um until i got disney plus right right well and also i think i mean you also don't have little kids that would you know push you to to watching that either right yeah like i don't and that's the thing like i also didn't have tv like the only the only way i would watch anything was if i looked it up online watched youtube videos or if I subscribe to Netflix, which is super expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I've enjoyed it though. Um, I do think it's I do think it's cute and fun and stuff. Yeah. Do you have any any other any other thoughts on it? I really like the artwork that they have because it kind of reminds me that um, that they're doing a cartoon with still trying to keep like some more so anime characteristics of it but not having it like the anime style yeah that's true it does have like the um, the exaggerations of anime and the you know uh, visual storytelling aids that anime uses so well but it's still it's more it's more bubbly and um and cartoonish uh i i don't know how to yeah and cartoonish yeah yeah, I think that's yeah, that's probably the right way, the right way to put it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree with you on on that one. But yeah, it's a good show. So thanks for telling me to watch it, Lando. You're welcome. I've gotten the whole family hooked. Uh, has Jerica and Bryce watched it? I don't think so. I think Bryce. I think I might have shown Bryce a clip. Which this morning when I read your text, um. I thought it said Star Trek versus Star Wars. And then I read it again. I was like, whoa, that is totally so different from what I first read. Yeah. Well, really quick. Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars, Lando? It... That's really hard. I like Star Wars and like the concept of Star Wars. And I like like the original trilogy. And the prequels were fairly good. And I think I liked... I did like Rogue One and I liked solo yeah um because you kind of got to like meet different characters but i think finishing the last three movies finishing off the skywalker um line were more nostalgic than anything else that's kind of that's that's kind of how i felt like they were just kind of making these because it's like hey look it's been like 40 years since the first one came out let's like let's make more and just because y'all loved it right like that's kind of that's kind of how i felt yeah i the, about it for me personally i would say the newer content star trek is is killing it although i didn't like picard i didn't like picard um but i love discovery and I'm very excited to see what happens. Section 31, are they making a whole show about that, right? Um, that's what I've heard. And apparently they're making a, um, a Pike show as well. Oh, yes. I have heard that. And that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, especially Anson Mount did such a great job as Christopher Pike. Yes. I was very impressed. Which, and and that's the thing. If you're comparing, like, when Star Trek started, like, with, like, Star Trek 
the original one like you just watch that and you're just like oh well this is like an old tv show blah 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 but for the time like what they did in it was really good and then I quite enjoyed Next Generation and Voyager I've seen all of I've seen those ones all the way through um I started working DS uh, watching DS9 but I wasn't able to finish that um, but I still quite enjoyed like the concept. The only reason why I never finished was I got busy with life and then I forgot where I left off. S- Star Trek Enterprise, I quite enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, I think um, I think Star Wars, I think the best Star Wars is better than the best Star Trek. But I also think that Star Trek's average is better than the Star Wars average. Like, I think most of Star Wars content... I love both universes. Like, let me be clear. Both are totally amazing. I think the world building's fantastic. Both have amazing characters. Yeah. But I, I think that on average... Well, and, and they just... They take it as uh, a different... Different um, lenses, too, right? Right, exactly. Like, they're totally different right um and and so both both are totally amazing but i think um what i enjoy more on average would probably be star trek honestly well i don't know maybe i don't know it's 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 a tough one for me which universe i would rather live in um star wars if i was a jedi um and star trek just because i i think it would be fascinating it would be very interesting because i'd still be human right and i'd get to in you know take on that wonder of space whereas i feel like star wars doesn't have that same effect star wars is more like cool you know whereas star trek is like isn't this amazing yeah with with star wars i found that they they had like their main family like their main kind of characters and they just kind of followed those guys through and then when they went to expand um like I know Rogue One a lot of people loved Rogue Rogue One but like a lot of people hated Solo but like when they expanded on other characters there wasn't that kind of feedback that people liked because they're like oh well it's the Skywalker family that's what like Star Wars is all about whereas in Star Trek it's about the Federation and so you automatically it automatically opens doors for you to meet a whole ton of different characters and so it gives it I think I think the like the best thing Star Trek did was that they focused on an organization and then focused and then, like, made different TV shows for different characters. I think Star Wars, I think Star Wars can do that. They just haven't really tried all that hard to do it. And, I mean, even even uh, Star Wars Resistance, I think that's kind of the closest they got to trying to, to do that. Uh, which I think Star Wars Resistance is underrated. I, I think people... Oh, I quite I on it. do quite enjoy that one. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I think I've seen the whole first season now. Yeah, I, I've seen both. I've seen both seasons, and I I think they did a good job. But I yeah, I just think it. You know, if you go back and look at the first two seasons of Clone Wars or of Rebels, right? Like they're they're trash, right? Uh, but it's because they're figuring things out. They're getting the footing. They're trying to get the feel of the show, right? It's just like what we were talking about. Listen to the first episode of this podcast. It's garbage, right? Because we don't know exactly what we're doing. We don't know exactly how we want to talk about things and how we're going to have these conversations and stuff, right? And now it flows a lot better. We're, we're trying new things. We're experimenting. We're adjusting, right? And so I just think that... Um, you know, there's a lot more, I don't know, you know, you got to let things develop a little bit. I think 
uh, everybody's hoping for, you know, like Knights of the Old Republic, um, you know, Darth Revan and, and stuff like that. I think that kind of thing would be super cool. Anything with the Mandalorians would be cool, which they're doing the Mandalorian, um, you know, so I, I, which the Mandalorian is amazing. I quite enjoy it. I thought it was good. I thought, uh, the director, I forget her name, but she's in charge of, uh, the Kenobi series. I think she was amazing. I'm pretty sure she directed episode three and seven or something like that. Um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal director. Bryce Dallas Howard directed one of the episodes, one of the most beautifully shot episodes, might I add. Um, and she did an amazing job. Wow. And then you've got John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, big fans of the show um, and, and of Star Wars doing doing these things um well and that and that's the thing like these people are fans working so so like they because they're fans i think it gives them a different perspective because they're like okay if if i'm a fan i want i'll probably want to see this or this or whatever right but it's 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 not like um it's not like ryan johnson and jj weren't fans of star wars either though Right. I think the problem. Yeah, no. The problem with the pre or the sequel trilogy was just that there was no plan. I think that's the issue. I don't think there's anything wrong with Ryan Johnson. I think he's a great director. I think J.J. Abrams is a great director. I think he struggles to hit the landing. Um, But it's, you know, they're both fantastic. I think the problem was just that. They just wanted to make Star Wars movies, right? Like Lucasfilm just wanted to make more Star Wars movies instead of having a solid plan, something to really go off of. So I think I think right now we're seeing Star Trek do some amazing things. And I think pretty soon we're going to see Star Wars have some even more amazing content come out, right? We got The Mandalorian. Kenobi's going to be amazing. They have three more movies planned for this decade. Um and and so I think, you know, I think we're going to see some really cool things. I just think they took a couple missteps along the way. Um, and unfortunately, it really, really hurt them because I bet I bet you that if if episode eight had done better, Solo would have been amazing. Like Solo would have blown everybody away. The reviews would have been better. Like, I think it definitely suffered. Um, because of the backlash of episode eight but i don't think we need to beat that dead horse too much um well now do you want to wrap up do you have anything else to add they're making another star trek movie are they they are okay add it to the conversation for next time because we are actually gonna have a next time we're gonna record more regularly now is what we've decided so we're going to have to talk more star trek next time um so thanks for listening to lando and lexi with lando and lexi mecco